What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. As always, I'm Justin Michael, and we've got to talk about the big news. And that is, of course, that Kendall Moore will not be back next season. He has entered the transfer portal. Obviously surprising for the fans. Uh, He announced back on March 25th that he was coming back. And then Jalen Scott subsequently announced that he was entering the transfer portal. But yeah, I guess, you know, things can change fast. Um, First things first, I'll just say that the, the reaction from the fan base is expected. I mean, any time that a fan favorite enters the transfer portal, there's always going to be, you know, kind of some shock. With this case, even more so, just given his history in the program. And, you know, he literally just announced that he was coming back a couple of weeks ago. So, again, you know, I'm not trying to be dismissive or a jerk about it. I, I get why everybody's like, what the hell, man? Hasn't been a, a super fun offseason for CSU Hoops fans, but it's a long offseason. We're really just getting started. And I kind of think the news of, you know, San Diego State and Wyoming adding some talent combined with the loss of a, a couple beloved players and obviously Roddy's decision still looming. It, it's easy to get over emotional and overreactionary here. But I've seen quite a few people, so again, this is not personal, but I've seen a a lot of takes like, you know, let the rebuild begin or, you know, are the CSU players not bought in or something? And that's asinine, guys. That's that's absurd. First of all, there's still a good chance Roddy comes back, and I'm actually hearing good information on, on that front. We'll talk about it later. But second of all, Isaiah Stevens, John Tanjay, Jalen Lake, these are very good basketball players. And for the sake of this, we'll just assume that Roddy is coming back. I mean, that four is an elite core, but even the the first three that I mentioned, if Roddy does happen to go pro, that's a very talented trio that you can build around, and you're going to have options. The offseason is is really only just getting started, so you're going to have some options in the transfer portal as well. This is just how college basketball works now, guys. It's the new reality. I mean, Arkansas is going to be probably the preseason favorite to win the national championship or Duke, kind of depending on how the recruiting circle circles pan out. They might have like an entirely new starting five next year, probably four out of starting five. It's just roster movement is a part of the deal now. And while CSU has lost some key pieces, again, I'm not trying to be dismissive about that either. I, I'm not acting like, you know, Deshaun Thomas and, and, you know, Kendall Moore especially weren't productive pieces of this run last year. But there's still a ton of talent on this roster and you can go out and, and find guys that can fill similar roles from the guys that are leaving, maybe even potentially find guys that can be even better fits. That's not a guarantee. It never is when you go out, you know, on the transfer market, but they're going to have options, I guess is my point. And I don't know. I just, I see everybody freaking out and I'm trying to kind of talk everyone off the ledge here because there, there's, there's some intriguing possibilities here. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to get into it. I've got some bullet points here that I want to go through, but I just kind of wanted to set the scene and real quick, the NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. Get ready for all of the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win, get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. 
All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on the NBA hoops with same-game parlays. This is where you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Pretty simple, right? Plus, and, and this is why we love DraftKings, because they're always just hooking it up, you can actually get a risk-free same-game parlay up to $10 each day of the play-in tournament. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament. Get $150 in free bets instantly. That promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, the first thing I want to talk about with Kendall Moore is just kind of the, the impact that he and Adam Thistlewood had in the program. I'm not going to go on and on about this because a lot of a lot of what I'm going to say is, you know, kind of basically what I already said when Adam Thistlewood announced that he was entering the transfer portal. But it's just that the, the program would not be in the position that they are in today if it wasn't for those two guys. They trusted Nico Medved, came over with him, despite the fact that CSU had, you know, been an absolute mess basically for two years leading up to that point. And they came in, you know, they, they worked their tail off and, and they kind of provided just an initial spark, you know, some hope for the future because everybody knew that guys like, you know, Nico Carvacho and, and Chris Martin and, and Hiron Edwards and, you know, those guys really deserve a lot of credit for that bridge season as well. But everyone knew that they would be moving on. But you had these two young guys who you could be excited about. And, you know, that, that wasn't a, a very common theme during the Larry Eustace era. Part of that was just the way that he recruited, you know, really heavily re- relied on transfers, even more so than, you know, teams today, which is crazy. But, you know, ultimately, Kendall and, and Adam, they gave the fans something that they could be excited about. And they also gave them, you know, storylines like, you got to watch Adam and Kendall kind of grow up right in, in front of your eyes. And, you know, that's what, that's what made some of these teams these last couple of years so beloved. It's just the continuity. And I think, again, that, you know, that plays into why, you know, them leaving stings so much. It's because it's, it's been such a fun ride to have all these guys for multiple years. But that's just an anomaly in college basketball. It really isn't the way that it works anymore. But Adam and Kendall obviously gave four great years, a ton of memories. I mean, they, they start that first year. You know, that team wins 12 games. And then they were a part of three consecutive 20-win seasons, which is not something that very many players in, in CSU basketball history can say. Their impact in the program, you know, it's, it's something that should never be forgotten. Fortunately, you know, they're going to get recognized in the, the history books. Two of the best three-point shooters in program history, two of the more efficient free-throw shooters as well. But one of the things that I think often gets overlooked is the impact that they had for CSU from a recruiting perspective. And that was that Nico Medved, you know, brought those guys over. And year one, he just trusts them, you know, puts them in the starting lineup right off the bat. Those guys, they start the whole season. There were obviously some lumps along the way, but I mean, that wasn't ever going to be a championship contending team anyways. And you got, you know, Kendall and Adams, such valuable experience, but also from a recruiting standpoint, you know, Ali and, and Thor and, and Nico and, and JR, they got to be like, look, if you come here, you will get the opportunity to play early. Not all coaches will play true freshmen, but Medved, he did. 
And I, I don't think it's a coincidence that the next year they signed what's probably going to go down as, you know, the, the more important, the, the most important, most impactful recruiting class in, in CSU basketball history with Isaiah Stevens and David Roddy and John Tanjay and Deshaun Thomas, James Moores, all these guys. I mean, that's an incredible group. So just that the, the impact that these guys have had on CSU in a, in a broad scope of things is, is insane. And I obviously really enjoyed getting to know them, getting to cover them. You know, anytime you're around student athletes for three, four years, you get to know them pretty well. Now, COVID kind of impacted that a little bit, unfortunately. But I always enjoyed my interviews with Kendall. He was always great to us. I mean, that, that big smile he has is, is definitely infectious. And he had a lot of really great moments with the team. In particular, last year, I mean, he had some really really big performances and, and some key wins. I mean, obviously at Nevada, at Boise State, really went off in both of those, played well in the season finale at home against Boise State as well. He's a guy that's been very impactful for multiple years now, and, and losing him is a blow. But you can go out and you can replace that on the transfer market. There are plenty of guards available in the portal. I promise you that. It's kind of like receivers in football. If you enter the transfer portal as a receiver, if you're not like a stud, good luck. Because there's going to be like a thousand of them at any point. And there's thousands more across the country from the, the prep circuit. And there's more from JUCO. And I mean, it's just, it, it's really hard to get recruited. But my, my point is, the CSU is going to have options. And that's, that's the one thing that I kind of want to make it clear here. And that's that it, it's okay to be upset. Again, you know, Kendall has been a great Ram for four years now. It's all right to be disappointed that he's leaving, but we don't want to get too swept up in that emotion and allow that to cloud our judgment and then overreact. You still have a very talented roster or, you know, core of your roster in place, regardless of whether Roddy comes back. You know, Tanjay Stevens Lake alone, that's a really good trio. With Roddy, in a quality transfer or two, that's a still a top 25 team. Top 20 team, probably. Now, if, if Roddy goes pro, your ceiling is definitely going to change. It's not going to be as high. I still think they'll be a very competitive team. I still think they'd be in the mix at the top of the Mountain West, just with the guys that they have. And then, you know, again, assuming that they can add a quality transfer or two. But you've got to be choosy. And that's the thing about Medved and, and the staff as a whole They've never been the type to just go out and, and add a talented basketball player solely because they are talented. They want them to be the right fit. And I get, you know, when you're watching San Diego State and, and Wyoming, you know, has picked up three Pac-12 players in the last, you know, couple of days. It's hard to be like, well, what the hell? You know, what gives? Why is CSU not adding guys? They're in the mix. They're talking to people. But they're not just going to take anyone. One sour apple can spoil the whole bushel, you know? It's, it, it really is true. I've, I've seen it so many times with teams. They, they bring in a guy that's supposed to be a star, and he just ends up being, you know, a, a, lock, a cancer to the locker room. And I don't like using that term because I think it's, I don't know, just a bit insensitive. I mean, we all know so many people that have been impacted by cancer, but you guys know what I mean. Like, if, if you add the right guy, it can be great. You know, finding a guy like Chandler Jacobs who's not only talented, incredibly talented, but you know, willing to fulfill exactly the role that he is needed. That's rare. That's really rare. 
more times than not, you bring in a guy and, and they just, they want it to be about them and it ends up being a bad fit. And despite the fact that they have skill, that they have talent, they, they bring the team down. And, you know, so if you're CSU, you want to be really careful about, you know, making sure that you're, you're bringing the right type of people into your locker room. Marcus Williams is a good example of this. This is a, a guard that has all kinds of talent. Wyoming got better when he left. Texas A&M, they got better when he stopped playing. Memphis had a situation like that this year. Nevada had a situation like that this year. I mean, if, if you have the wrong guy in your locker room, it can be really problematic, and it can bring everyone down despite you know how talented they might be outside of that person. So if you're CSU, you're not just going out trying to bring in anybody and everybody. You're going to be trying to find, you know, the, the right fit, the right guys to help get you over the hump, you know, potentially win a Mountain West championship, you know, potentially make a run in the NCAA tournament. But it's a long off season. So my advice to everybody is, is take some tums, take some deep breaths, maybe work on some meditation and, and just try and relax because, you know, until Roddy decides 100% what he's doing, it's going to kind of limit what they can do from a recruiting standpoint. I will say that I'm, I'm hearing most NBA teams, actually 29 out of 30 to be exact, currently have a second round grade on David Roddy. The one that has a first round is, is actually Denver, the Nuggets. But that could still change. I mean, he's going to work out at the, the NBA Combine and then, you know, he could really impress there. But ultimately, you know, my gut is still that Roddy will be back. I still think that the the core is, you know, very much worth being excited over. You know, I I don't know. I just... When I see takes like rebuilds and, and stuff like that, I just think that's that's absurd. I also think it lacks kind of a basic understanding of how college basketball works now. You know, I already talked about Arkansas a little bit, but, you know, they're going to like replace their entire starting five and they're probably going to be the preseason national champion favorites. So you you can go out and add guys. And honestly, you know, based on their track record, why wouldn't you have faith in Nico Medved and Ali Farouk Vanesh to go out on the recruiting trail and, and find the right pieces to, you know, do this? Everything that they've done in the past gives me faith that they're going to go out on the recruiting trail and knock it out of the park. Now, again, they're going to be kind of limited until Roddy decides officially what he wants to do. But they're in the mix right now. They're talking to guys. I mean, they'd like to add a wing. They'd like to add a skilled big, if possible, a five that can not only protect the rim, you know, make an impact defensively, which is kind of what uh, Deshaun Thomas lacked, but also shoot the ball a little bit, which is obviously what Deshaun Thomas brought to the table. And I think now that you've lost Thistlewood, Kendall Moore, and DT, adding another three-point shooter is is definitely going to be important. Um, I also think that Stevens is going to take more next year out, and I think that Jalen Lake is is really just due for a massive step up. I'm so pumped for for Lake's future, man. I I think he is going to be, I think he's going to be a stud. Like he's just such a gifted scorer, and to see how confident he played as a true freshman, and and some of those shots he was able to hit were really tough ones. But everyone relax. the The sky is not falling. You know we don't we don't need to go full chicken little here. I I understand why people are upset. This one was particularly confusing, just given that he announced that he was coming back. And, you know, now he obviously changed his mind. But that's just kind of what happens. I mean, the, the offseason, it's, it's wild now. It's, it's always in flux. 
I didn't expect Kendall to come back in the first place. I mean, I think that's what I talked about when he initially announced that he was going to come back. So I was like, I fully expected him to go pro. Uh, his family told me that he wouldn't come back. So I definitely, you know, that's, that's just kind of what I expected to happen. I don't know what happened that changed his mind and made him decide that he was going to come back. But ultimately, we essentially landed where we thought we would be. And that is, you know, kind of with Kendall moving on, I thought it would be kind of going pro in Europe. Instead, he's going to pursue the transfer portal. We'll see. I mean, he might not find a spot he likes and he still could go pro. I mean, he could just be exploring his options. Ultimately, you know, I, I wish him well, no matter what he decides. I think it's a bummer for, for CSU that they lost Jalen Scott out of this. And, and who knows, maybe he still would have transferred out anyways, but he did like some tweets basically, you know, that were saying it, it's great that Kendall is coming back, but it sucks we're losing Jalen. So it kind of seems like that was definitely a big part of his decision. Maybe he could still come back. I guess we'll see. But my advice to everyone is to just kind of kick back, you know, may, maybe open a summer shandy or, or something like that. And and just remember, it's a long offseason. You know, yes, Wyoming and, and San Diego State right now, they're, they're getting all the attention. They're having all the fun early. But, I mean, CSU, if, if they land a couple of quality guys and all of a sudden everybody's going to be stoked again. So, you know what I mean? Just... Don't get too swept up in the emotional roller coaster. They've got the right leadership in place when it comes to this coaching staff. They've got the right talent in place when it comes to the core of the roster. It's going to be okay. It really is. All right, that's that's really all I have to say on the Kendall Moore situation. I just kind of wanted to get this pot out as, as fast as I could, give everybody my perspective on the situation. I understand why everybody is upset. Makes total sense. Kendall has been a great Ram. Long story short here, though, is, is that I think that the uh, the types of players that CSU have lost so far are replaceable. You know, if Roddy decides not to come back, then that that's definitely drastically going to change their ceiling. I don't think losing Kendall Moore really changes their ceiling, though, especially if they're able to go out and, you know, find another quality guard, which they should be able to do because they're kind of a dime a dozen in the transfer portal. I'm going to wrap up here with just some final thoughts on Deshaun Thomas. But real quick, I want to talk about Sexy Pizza. With 13 years in the Denver community, Sexy Pizza is as local as it gets. A hand-tossed deck oven pizza with made-from-scratch each morning dough. You can choose your own adventure with a wide range of toppings or try one of their own signature philanthropies. A portion of every sale of one of these five specialty pies is donated to a range of different nonprofits right here in Colorado. If you are looking for Sexy Pizza to support your organization or event, go to www.sexy.pizza. Check out their About page for the donations link. See how Sexy Pizza can support your cause. With a 12-inch, 16-inch, or 18-inch crust, Sexy Pizza is sure to be the right fit. Add on all the fixins with wings, salads, pasta, knots, dessert options, you name it, they've got it. They've got vegan options. They've got a 12-inch gluten-free crust. Whatever you get, you've got yourself a can't-miss hit. Hit up any of their four locations in the Denver area. They have one in Jefferson Park, one in Park Hill, one in Old South Pearl, and one in Capitol Hill. They also opened a location out in Trinidad, so hit that up if you are out there. Sexy pizza, they do not miss. All right, all right, all right. Deshaun Thomas announced on Sunday that he will transfer to the University of Montana, where he will team up with his brother. Really happy for him. I think it's a good fit. I think that he can be very impactful in the big sky. I think going down makes a ton of sense um, from a 
production standpoint, I mean, he's he could get a shot off anywhere, but I think he, I think he's going to be able to score in the post a little bit easier, play bully ball just with his size in the big sky more so than he was able to do in the Mountain West. And then obviously he's always going to be a shooter. I mean, that's kind of his, his main game there. I'll be interested to see if they have him kind of play in the four or maybe even the three, depending on what kind of size they have. If they want him to be like a four or five, I imagine they're going to kind of run into the same fit issues that he had at CSU. And that's just that he's not, he's not a rim protector. You know, he's not a guy that's going to, you know, lock down the the post that's really going to shut down the paint or anything like that. He improved and, you know, going up against some of those guys in the big sky will definitely be easier than, you know, trying to guard Nathan Mensa of San Diego state or, you know, Niamis Keita of Utah state, any of the bigs. I mean, Orlando Robinson, Fresno state, Justin Bean, you get it. There's some really good bigs in the mountain West. Sounded like he had significant interest. I mean, the the reports, there was a laundry list of schools that included, you know, Creighton, Wisconsin, Wake Forest, just to name a few that potentially uh, were interested in, in DT services. But again, I, I think the big sky is going to be a really good fit for him. Not that he doesn't have the talent to, to play in the Mountain West or anything like that. I, just, I think he'll kind of dominate there if they use him correctly. But we wish him well, uh, hearing there's a decent chance that Adam Thistlewood ends up and the big sky as well, uh, potentially at Montana State. We'll see what happens there. Um, wish all these guys well. I mean, really great Rams, Kendall as well. I uh, hope everybody can take a deep breath. I get why it's, I get why it's kind of been a gut punch. I get why the the reaction has been what it's been. But I also just want to remind everyone: it's long off season. You know, breathe, breathe. That's all you can do. I will be back with more content throughout the week, more spring ball content. I've got the NFL draft coming up, all kinds of fun stuff. Always a good time to subscribe to DNVR. Get a free shirt with subscription. Can't beat that deal. Much love to all of you for supporting the content. You make my dreams come true. Stay safe out there. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.